Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas Bechukosai, Tavshin Ayin Hey, And we get into the last Parsha in Sefer Vayikra. This is the week where Baruch Hashem, Achtus and Klal Yisrael, Chutz Laretz catches up to Eretz Yisrael this week with a double Parsha of Bar Bechukosai. And we get to talk with, about Bechukosai. And we'll start off with the most, last week we started off with the most famous Chazal, in the beginning of the uh, Parsha, the Rashi, Ma'enyin Shemitah Eitzel Har Sinai. So again, we'll start off with the famous Chazal in the Rashi at the beginning of the Parsha. The first Pasuk tells us, If you walk in my ways and follow my mitzvos and do them, and Rashi quotes Chazal, sounds like it's the same thing twice. The same phrase said, uh, a point, two, the two phrases pointed to the same idea. Says Rashi, you might think that this is all about fulfilling the mitzvos. It says, I think that's fulfilling my mitzvos, but it can't be because that's the next phrase of the Pasuk. When it says, So what must mean more than fulfilling the mitzvahs. It's not a do the mitzvahs, but it's how to do the mitzvahs. To persevere, to work hard, to have a melus in Torah. We mentioned in past years that Lubavitcher Rebbe's thought of the chukosai dafka, that parsha, refers to a melus because when we work hard, it's chakuk. It is engraved on our hearts whenever we work hard in something. So it's fitting that the most famous comment about working hard in Torah and Amelus Torah is in Parshas Bichukosai because it's Chakuk on the leaf of a of every Jew that does it. The Gemara Brachas tells us in the beginning of source number one. The Gemara Brachas tells us what we say at a siyum. Rabbi Chudi Ben Akana, uh, his tefillah that he said tefillah kitzar beknisasa lebeisamed shabisiyaso. And the comments that we say at a siyum are Anu Amelam Heva Amelam Anu Amelam Kalam Schar Veheva Amelam Veheva Kalam Schar. We work hard and they work hard. We work hard and get rewarded. They work hard and don't get rewarded for it. Vechulu. On that Gemara, the Ben Ishchai, the Ben Yehoyada has a comment. What does it mean? And the Chavaz Chai made this question uh, somewhat well known. What do you mean we work hard and they work hard and we get schar for it? Really, they also get schar for it if they work hard. So what is the depth of the idea of our getting schar for the hard work itself? and not just getting schar for uh, work put in. So he gives a mashal. gives a mashal on line number eight now. It's the Benish Chai quoted in the Vakras L'Shabbos Oning. Somebody is very, very weak. Goes to the doctor. He says, Doc, I'm really feeling exhausted and weak. Tell me, what can I do? What can I do? What's my medicine? The doctor tells him, in order to feel strong again, you have to schlep, you have to sweat, you have to carry things, you have to make sure you perspire, you have to make sure you sweat, and that sweat will be healthy for your body, getting that perspiration out. If you cause yourself to sweat, that somehow will get out the, the uh, infection, whatever it is, uh, and therefore that will help you. So he's like, okay. He follows doctor's orders, and he goes outside. All of a sudden he sees a bunch of workers outside schlepping rocks, going to this area, carrying rocks on their back, working extremely hard, back-breaking labor. He's like, can I join? They're like, Sure. Want to join us? No problem. So Havanima, you kvedos ma'od, they were very heavy. Vapolim hitam tsu ma'od bavodasa. They had to work very hard. Hinei chashavish latzmo. The man thinks to himself, avodazuruyili, this is great. This is amazing. I'm sweating, exactly what the doctor told me to do, and it's, uh, this is going to put me on my way. Bidiyuk lakachis kavin arofe. Pana ha'ishlam anal avodah, sifra lo atarot arofe. He talks to the, to the, uh, to the head of the uh, avodah, and he, and he asks, and fine, he is involved. Besofa Yom, line 20, at the end of the day, after the hard back-breaking labor, Pasco Apolim Avodasam, Venibnu Shalashuv El they all stop work. They took, maybe they had showers there, whatever it is, and they turn to go home. 
Ulam Tchila Nikshu Minahela Voda But before they left, they went home, they went to get a paycheck. They went to get paid. And they said, you know, we put in uh, our time, please give us a maskoret. And they see this guy who up slept, you know, he starts walking home. And they say, hey buddy, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have to get paid. You put in the, the money, he says, I already got paid. What, what do you mean you already got paid? You, you just slept, you sweated. You, he's like, that's exactly the point. That's what I needed. The sweating itself was exactly what I needed. That's why I did it. I don't need anything else. That itself will heal, will heal my guf. Says the Ben Eshchai, Anu Amelim, Vehem Amelim. We have Amelos, and we might say, okay, where's the schar? No, that's the schar. The schus of being Omel Batorah, the schus of working hard and just becoming better people through Torah. That itself is the greatest schar in the world. The gift that we get, what do we say every morning? We say, Asher Bachar Revna. We don't think about it. The Ramban counts it as a separate mitzvah asay doraisa. To say birchas Torah in the morning. Why? Learning Torah is the mitzvah. The Ramban asks on the Rambam. No, you gotta say birchas Torah. It's a separate mitzvah. Why is it a separate mitzvah? So, explains the Ramban that we have to recognize the gift that it is to learn Torah, to work hard in Torah. And says the Benishchai, that's the ultimate schar. We don't need any other, any other schar. That's what he says in the bottom. Amr Benishchai, Adam Hamal Batarah, Hamal Atzmo, Mavriyat Gufo Bednafsho. That itself does it. Shkein Kasher Adam Lomay Torah, Yotzeis Mimenu Zuama Savonosov. Right, that is the ultimate what we could be involved in. What we mentioned many times. The thought of the uh, Maharal at the beginning of Perkyavos, where he talks about the uh, Mishnah says that the world stands on three pillars: Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasadim. Big three pillars. So the Maharal uses that to answer a question that he has: Why is it, as the Maharal, that we have three cardinal sins, three big averes? That how are they different? Yeharik Val Yavar. We have to give our lives rather than commit these sins. Somebody says, kill Reuven or I'm going to kill you. We have to be killed. Be Mechal Shabbos or I'm going to kill you. We're Mechal Shabbos. Shabbos is not one of the big three. Right? Even though you would think Shabbos. Why not? Why is it only these three? Says the Maharal because these three are the exact underminings of the three Amudim that the world stands on. And therefore... We have to give our lives because if we don't, then we're then we're shaking the foundations of the world. So we have to give our lives for these three. Two out of three are pretty straightforward, explains the Maharal. How they're opposite. Chesed, Gemilas Chasadim, the opposite of Ritzicha, of murder. That one fits. The two. And Avoda, that one works. Avoda Zara, also an opposite. Avoda, connecting to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But what about the last pair? Gili Arayas and Torah. How are those opposites? Explains the Maharal. Gili Arayas is the most physical, mundane, animalistic activity that one could be involved in. Bringing them close to the earth like animals. Torah is the most uplifted, the most sublime, the most inspiring activity that we can be involved in. And just the being involved in itself is the greatest, the greatest thing in the world. And that's exactly what the Ben Yoyad is explaining. The Amelus itself, the working hard. We feel good after we work hard. After we, we, we break our head over a Tosfus. That's the, that's the Amelus that we, uh, that we have, and that is the Schar itself. Rapinkus just adds in source number two that though we do feel good after we are, work hard, but we always have to remember that our work is never done. It's never that, okay, we're Kona it, and now it's mine. If we ever stop working hard in this area, then we lose it. Most transactions, I buy something, it's mine. I bought it. The Kenyan is finished. I found something. It's mine. It's in my house. That applies to all physical items. Once I get it, it's mine. The Kenyan of Torah, which comes through Amelus, which comes through hard work. Which, if we don't appreciate it enough, the Tazrites on Shulchan Aruch, if we're not, if we don't get the sweetness in Torah, we should daven for it. For every morning, we daven Hashem, help make the Torah sweet. 
Don't make me feel like it's a burden. Don't make me feel like I have to do it. No, we daven for that every morning. So says her Pincus, we have to realize that it's a constant Kenyan. The reality is, we always have to work hard and sweat. And even after we work hard, I got it. I know it. It's fine. I don't have to do that again. No. Constant review. Constant working hard. Why? Why is that? Why aren't we just code it? If I learn a, a, a Rashi, if I learn something, I know it. Why is it that we have to constantly review it? And every time we learn it, we get a deeper understanding. Explains the Tefer Shimshon and Rapinkis on a Kabbalistic level. Because remember, the Torah is the blueprint how we understand Hashem. And Hashem is infinite. And the Torah is connected. He quotes as the Zohar says, Torah do HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Oraisa the HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chanu. Shekach, if the Torah is infinite, then how can we expect to make a kinyan on the Torah and we'll be finished with it? The Torah is also infinite. The Torah ain't so... We can't say, okay, it's finished, it's ours. So therefore, it's, a, it's an unbelievable schus that we have. And it's the amelus that itself is the reward. It's like the person who's sweating and he goes home. I don't need anything else. I don't need any other payments. What do you mean? I already got paid. It's a great marshal. I already got paid. But we have to realize that we have to do what we can to deepen and continue this king. Okay. That gets us started for the evening. Let's continue now with maybe a, uh, a reshown that we don't learn enough of. But uh, he's somebody that always has, has uh, a message to give us. Rabbeinu Bachai, who is the Talbot of the Ramban, and a lot of what he says is found in the Ramban, but uh, he always adds his own. You know, his, his derech is, if anybody's ever looked in the Rabbeinu Bachai, every parsha he starts off by quoting a Pasuk in Mishlei. Then he has a thought about that Pasuk, and he says, and this is exactly what it means by, and he goes into the first Pasuk of the Parsha. That's the derech of Rabbeinu Bachai. So if anybody wants to learn Mishlei, so you have at least about 50 psukim explained by Rabbeinu Bachai at the beginning of every Parsha. So says Rabbeinu Bachai at the beginning of our Parsha. He is going to deal with the question. Let's ask the question now. The question that many Rishonim deal with on the Parsha. We've dealt with it in past years as well. This Parsha is all about two words. Brachos and Klalos. The second half of the Parsha has a lot of other mitzvahs related to it. But the first half of the Parsha is brachas and klalos. The klalos are more quantitatively. One of the two times we have the tochacha in the, in the uh, Torah, where we have, we know what uh, the Gemara tells us in Masechus Megillah, that Ezra HaSofer made a takana, that B'nai Yisrael always have to read the tochacha, the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before Shavuos, and the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. So Kisavo is always two Shabbosos before Rosh Hashanah, and Bechul Kosai, that's why Chutzlaretz has to catch up now. Can't delay it anymore, right? Because Ezra Sofer said it, right? So that's why this week, the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before Shavuos, we always read Bechul Kosai. So says Rabbeinu Bachai. I'm sorry. So what's the question that all ask? The parsha is about the brachas and the klavos. So what do the brachas say? The brachos say, uh, if you fulfill my words, so then I'm going to give you rain, and I'm going to give you... uh, uh, proper uh, produce and grain. Vanasati shalom ba'aretz. I'm going to give you peace. Ushchav temi machred. You'll be able to live. V'chulu. All of these uh, rewards. Ezra ben Bachai, as many do, the Rambam, the Eben Ezra. Why physical rewards? Why does the Torah, whenever the Torah speaks about schar, it talks about physical schar. In Shema, we talk about rain. We talk about the crops producing. And when we eat the food, we're full. It feels good. We're satiated. Doesn't talk about Olam Haba. Doesn't talk about being Nene Mizivashchina. Doesn't talk about anything spiritual. So the, the answer that's most commonly given by the Rishonim is that, well, you can't put that into words. What's Hashem supposed to say? We can't fathom what a spiritual reward would be. Try to describe to an animal what a 
you know, uh, a, a, a vacation for two, husband and wife on a cruise. Try to explain that to a dog. It's just not Shaykh. He can't. He doesn't have the ability to understand it. So Hashem can't explain to us what spiritual schar is because we're just, it's just beyond us. So that's one answer most commonly given. But Rabbeinu Bachai is going to come up with a another answer, which we will uh, we will see as we go along. So we start off with the pasuk in Mishlei. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, Ateres chachamim ashram iveles kesilim iveles. What does that mean? Ateres chachamim, the crown of the wise are their riches. Ashram iveles kesilim iveles. But this is also the foolishness of the fool. What does that mean? Shlomo HaMelech Hodianu Bakasav Hazeh. Shlomo HaMelech said, I just recently saw, we know the Gemara Megillah talks to us about there were certain books of Tanakh that were somewhat controversial. That towards the end, they weren't sure. Are they getting in? Are they not getting in? Shira Shirim and Koheles. But the Pirkei Durebo, uh, the Avos Durebi Nasan has Mishle on the list. I don't think that's one that's in the, the Gemara. doesn't talk about that so much, but he has, the Avos Rebbe Nassim also has Mishle. Anyway, so Shlomo HaMelech, end parentheses. Shlomo HaMelech, Hodiyanu Bakasav Hazeh, Ki HaOsher, Himida Shachachamim Zochin Ba. Shlomo HaMelech tells us that sometimes the Chachamim are Zoche to Osher. Rebbe Yudanasi was very rich. Right? Sometimes, not always, sometimes they're Zoche to Osher. But for them it's a zchus. Uposhim yikashluba. Quoting the Pasuk in Navi. But those who are negligent with it will stumble. What does that mean? Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, you can have the same item that could be positive for one person and negative for another. It all depends on the makabel. Ki kishaha osher b'rishus achacham hinehu In osher, in a wise man's hand is a great gift. They'll use it properly. They'll use it as a tool to give staka, to give, to strengthen mitzvos, to strengthen Torah. That's the first half of the Pasuk. Ateres chachamim ashram. A chacham could use his osher, could use his affluence, could use his worldly possessions, and it'll be a crown for him. It'll be unbelievable. Mibresha calls machu chaser ha'osher chachmaso bezuya udvar avedam nishmayim. Because sometimes if somebody doesn't have that power, so then they can't spread Torah in the same way. The im osher, but if they have osher, right? One of the ingredients of the uh, let's see the the not the uh, the Rosh Hashiva, the Gemara Bracha says they were looking for somebody who had osher, right? Because that he's a powerful person. But if he has that yesh lokel yado laharim rosha emetz ulahashvila sheker, he could use his money, he could use his worldly possessions. For good, to have positive hashpa'ah. There's called a dovrim oso. Fochiyefazer oso, bemailos, bemaisim, shumisatim, schabibo. All for good purposes. So physical assets could be a tremendous gift for somebody who uses it wisely. But obviously, for someone who does not use it wisely, and the fool, he uses it all for himself, and he's miserly, and he doesn't spread it around, and he doesn't realize that Hashem gives us things to be shomer on. They're not ours. Then it could be their foolishness. It could be their downfall. And he says, it's just like, Hinea Osher, where it's underlined, it's just like the sun. The sun affects things differently depending on the nature of the makabel, of the one who's getting the rays of the sun. Right? The sun could be healing. The sun could be burning. The sun could do something amazing. And the sun could do something terrible. Right? Even depends on us. Even at different times. If we're, if we're freezing, then we love going in the sun. If we're boiling hot, then we don't like going in the sun. The same person. But it all depends on the makabel. Hakol lefi hamakabel. That's Osher. All assets, all Nechasim that Hashem gives us, it could have opposite effects. Kena Osher b'inyano, yishbo shtei pulo zefech zeh, atar lazeh, yvelas lazeh, could be the crown for one person and his downfall and foolishness for the other person. And he says that's the double Lashon of of Yvelas. So based on this, what is Shlomo HaMelech telling us? All, everything that we have in this world, that Hashem gives us, 
every table, every every uh, cent, every shekel is there as a tool, is there as a means. It's not there for me to keep. Shehem Yodim, line 13. Kia Osher Bahatzlacha Bolamaze, Einon Ella Hachanos, Litzorach Hanefesh, Kadesha Tilmarachachmavetakabalamaskolos. It's all a means. It's all, I'm giving you this not to enjoy as an ends, but as a means to use it to fulfill the 613 that I give you. Some mitzvot you can't do without having property. If somebody doesn't have a house, they can't do the mitzvah mezuzah. So Hashem will give us a house in order to surround it with mitzvot. Mezuzah. Many people can't do the mitzvah makeh. Right? Many mitzvot. I can't do it. I can't give truma unless I have enough grain to give truma. Many mitzvot. The Yadua skipping down. Therefore, no, they're physical, but they're not the tachlis itself. It's all to help us go higher in our spiritual state. And if we can use them properly, the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar just ends off by saying, we will reach levels that they didn't even reach in by Rishon and by Shani. We can't even fathom the levels that we could reach. But this is exactly what the Pasuk means. That's how he always ends off the Hakdama. And that's what it means. If you follow my ways, I'm going to give you rain. I'm going to give you sustenance. I'm going to give you all this. Why? This isn't the schar. This is what I'm giving you in order to earn schar. To earn more. If you follow my ways, then I'm going to give you the ability to do even more. Mitzvah Gareris Mitzvah. He goes into it. And therefore we have to realize that all of these rewards that the Torah describes, it might be connected to the answer number one, that spiritual rewards cannot be put into physical terms that we can understand. But he gives us these rewards in order for us to then use them to go even higher. Okay. Relating to that, to this idea is one other thought. And that is, again, let's read the Pasuk, beginning of the parasha. I will give you rain in its proper time. I'll give you rain, I'll give you all the growth, you'll have so much, so many crops. Right? Everything, the bank accounts will be overflowing. Rain, bread, everything. Ask Rabbi David Feinstein. If Hashem's going to promise us food, so at least, okay, he doesn't want to give us spiritual that can't even be described, but how about mun? Wouldn't that be like a better reward? Right? Or, you know, how about a bear? That was, that's pretty amazing. Imagine what the bear was. Middle of the desert, Different days, whether it was a rock, whether it was a moving spring that came with them, or the man. Why well, didn't Hashem say, if you follow my ways, I'll give you man? Why does he have to say, I'll give you rain so the grain will grow, you're able to make bread, you'll have bread? We want man. What's wrong with man? Right? We can't wait. We'll be Mosa Mashiach. We can't wait. What's going to happen? It's still buried with the Aaron, Aaron in the, right, underneath the Kodesh Kadashim. What's there? Aaron's mate, a bottle of man. We're going to see it. So why can't why can Hashem promise us that? If we follow his way, no, rain, grain, bread. What do we we want to say Amosi Lachem Nashamayim? Says Rav David Feinstein, because that's not the goal of life. It's not the goal of life to have mun. That's not why Hashem created us. That was for forty years in the desert. And remember it wasn't even supposed to be forty years, it was supposed to be a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of days. But we messed up. So Hashem, two million people, you know, so we kind of had to... Actually, the month started before the, uh, we messed up. But, uh, but either way, it was supposed to be for a much shorter amount of time. But says Rabbi David Feinstein, source number four in his Sefer called Dodi, it is noteworthy that he does not promise to cause food to fall directly from heaven as he did for the 40 years in the wilderness. Why? This is because Hashem created this world with certain built-in natural laws and processes. And it's his desire that the world proceed in accordance with those processes. The ultimate gift of Hashem is the world. That's the ultimate gift. And the gift is when we recognize Hashem through the world 
and we realize that what an amazing world Hashem created, like the Ramam describes, you want Avaz Hashem, you want Yeraz Hashem, just open up your eyes and look at the world, and look at the constellations, and look at the animal kingdom, and look around. That's the greatest miracle. And if Hashem has to redo and put in a miracle, okay, once in a while he has to do that. But that's not the goal. Such phenomena, while Hashem sometimes deems them necessary, conflict with the purpose of this world, which is to reveal that Hashem controls everything that happens through the laws He created in this world. So, when we do what we're supposed to do, Hashem is not going to give us mun, because that's not what Hashem... Hashem doesn't want us to see Him with the mun. Then everybody will know that He's Hashem. That's not, not, so, uh, not so difficult. There's mud falling. Ah, oh, I still don't believe in Hashem. Okay, come on. Says Rav David Feinstein, no. The point is to recognize the Baruch Hu through nature. That is the ultimate goal. And this, of course, he doesn't quote it, but this is the thought of the Ramban at the end of Parsha's bow, which we have mentioned many times. I gave it to you again in source number five on the next page. Just four lines of that larger piece of the Ramban, where the Ramban says, the first word is cut off, Umin, Umin hanisim hagadolim. Through the amazing, miraculous miracles, once in a while Hashem will do that. You'll realize that opening up our eyes in the morning is a miracle. Right? The kavana that we're supposed to have. Right? It's beautiful. You read the Torah. You ever think about it? We're exhausted. We can't move. We had a very long day. We go to sleep, we wake up in the morning, all of a sudden, after a few minutes, we feel refreshed. We feel like, wow, we have more... What happened? All I did was sleep. What changed? I'm the same person I was yesterday. Unbelievable miracle. We go to sleep, we wake up, Hashem gives us a new day, new life. He he washes off our neshama overnight, gives us back to us. Okay, a new day. Unbelievable. You ever think about that? Says the Ramban. That's the goal. We, we, we admit and acknowledge the hidden miracles. Shehem Yisoda Torah Kula, that they are the basis of the whole Torah. She'ein la'adam, and here's his key line. She'ein la'adam chelik b'tar. As Moshe Rabbeinu, there is no one who has a portion in the Torah of Moshe. Ad shenamen, until we believe. Bechol devarenu mikrenu she'kulam nisim there's no such thing as teva. This is the Ramban's formulation. It's all miracles. It's all, it's all miracles that we're used to. We've discussed it at length in the past. But says the Ramban, that's what it's about. And says David Feinstein, that's why Hashem doesn't say, if you're good, I'm going to give you mon. That's not what we yearn for. And that's not why we should hope for Mashiach. Because we're going to have miracles. No, the point of Mashiach is we daven for peace. We daven so we could serve Hashem without anybody trying to bring us away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We daven for the day, we say it in the second paragraph of, of Aleinu. We say, we yearn for the day that That's what we daven for. But in a natural way. Maybe to get us there it'll be a couple of miracles, but then after that, as, as the Gemara says, Ein the only difference is going to be that we're not going to be subjugated, but we'll be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu even, even in this world. Okay, moving right along. Let's talk about a Pasuk in the Tochacha. We've touched on in the past, but we're going to spend a couple of minutes on it tonight. Towards the end of the Tochacha, there's a Pasuk that is not so clear that it belongs in the Tochacha. And that's what we've touched on in the past. Perach Avav, Pasuk Membes. In the middle of the Tochacha, towards the end, we have all these terrible psuk, not psuk, terrible psukim, psukim about terrible things that would happen to, to, uh, to us. And at the end, Hashem says, V'zacharti esprisi Yaakov. I will remember the bris of Yaakov, one of the five times Yaakov spelled with a vav. V'yaf esprisi Yitzchak, v'yaf esprisi Avraham, Ezkar, v'ha'aretz, Ezkar. I'll remember the bris of Yaakov, Yitzchak, and Avraham, and the bris of, of Eretz Yisrael. So a number of questions are brought up on on this Pasuk. One we're not going to do is what I just mentioned, why the Rashi that says that five times Elio is spelled Chaser, five times Yaakov is spelled Male, the connection between Yaakov and Eliyahu, that's not for, for now, that's in Rashi. But 
the other Rashi we're going to focus on. There are two points in Rashi. Let's focus on the second point first. Rashi points out that the Avos are backwards. That's when we'll get back to that. But the last two lines of Rashi on the Pasuk. Rashi notes that the ver- there's a verb, Zechira, by each of the Avos, except for Yitzchak. Avram in the Pasuk gets a Zechira. V'zacharti esbrisi Yaakov. And then at the end, Vav esbrisi Avraham Ezkar. But Yitzchak doesn't get a Zechira. What is it, just first and last? So the second one's like, yeah, he's included. The Torah, the Torah doesn't do that. So Rashi notes, Yitzchak doesn't get a remembrance by Hashem. Why? Says Rashi, because Yitzchak doesn't need it. Yitzchak's ashes are in front of Hashem always. His ashes. He wasn't burnt. As if. Hashem gave Avram the credit as if he did the Akedah. And that Zuchus still continues, we know, at Hayom Hazem. Remember, this, the Midrashim talk about the Satan so badly wanted to stop Avram from doing the Akedah. He made a fire and he made a river and he did everything he could. Don't! He didn't want him to do it because he knew it's going to be such a Zuchus for Klai Yisrael forevermore. Rosh Hashanah, we... Akeda, Akeda, Akeda. Every day of Slichas. Akeda, Akeda, Akeda. Everything the Akeda. So, says Rashi, Hashem doesn't need to be reminded. Right. What does that mean? What does it mean for us? He doesn't need to be reminded. Says Rabbi Yosef Nechemya Kornitzer. Source number six. We haven't looked at his Sefer in a while. Grandson of the Chassam Sofer, father-in-law of Rabbi... Shapsi Franco, right, the, uh, the Franco Rambams, says of Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer. Fadar Tzorach Biur, after quoting Rashi, line 5. Kivan, Delo Yitzuyer Shechecha Lofan of Yisparach. It's all Kaviyachal, we know that. But Hashem doesn't forget. What does it mean that, oh, Yitzchak, he remembers because it's Sover Lofana. But Avram and Yaakov, oh, he might have forgotten. And that's why the Torah has to say, oh, he remembers. So what does that mean? We're talking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu here. And of course it's all, you know, just to give us a mashal to, to have us understand. But, but still, what does it mean? Ve'notzorach lezorus. Hashem doesn't need to be awakened. Zichron mibachutz. Imkei gam avram v'yakov v'amanemar zechira. So what does it mean that they have zechira and Yitzchak not? What does it mean that Yitzchak is different? Line number eight. I'm sorry, I put six and seven just the way it fit on the page. It worked out better if I put six on the bottom. The greater Zchus Avos exists. How do we really get Zchus Avos? If we copy and follow what the Avos did. If our Avos did something and we don't follow in their path, we'll get some Zchus Avos, but it's not going to be as, as intense. It's not going to be as strong. If we follow what the Avos did, then not only will we get their schar, but we're going to build on their schar and we're going to earn it ourselves. That's going to be a, a serious, more intense chus Avos. Tahainu line 10. Im nikar bahabanim koach kedusha sa'avos umidoseim akedoshim if it's nikar on the sons, the koach of the kedusha sha'ochzin ma'aseavoseim biyadeim that they grab on in a good way to the actions of the forefathers, al yidekach, misor alem shefarav, mikar bracha, then it's going to be an unbelievable schusavus. Okay, step one. So then, Yosef Nechemira, let's think about the schusavus that we have from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. What did they excel in? And what do we excel in? So hopefully all of them, hopefully everything. But maybe there's something unique about Yitzchak. Last line. midos Avram v'Yaakov. Sheim achesed v'Torah. Avram is chesed. Yaakov is Torah. Ki adua. Efshar. Shebizmamen azmanim. Yisraslu abanem mehem. It's possible. And we've seen throughout generations. Various times. That Am Yisrael. We weren't as strong as we should be. Right? In terms of Torah. In terms of chesed. Right? Torah in many generations. Right? We always need chizek in Torah. Chesed, why are we still in this galus? Sinas chinam. 
Right? Chesed doesn't just we have plenty of Chesed organizations, but we also have plenty of Sinas Chinam and inner fighting that we that has plagued us for the past two thousand years. So he says throughout the generations, you know, we've been weak often in these areas. And we don't have that direct correlation and connection to Avraham and to Yaakov. It says of Yosef Nechemia, there's never been a generation where a Jew wasn't ready to die al Kiddush Hashem because he's a Jew. And it didn't matter, and we've seen this even within the past hundred years, it didn't matter how much Torah he ever learned and how much he identified as living as a Jew. He was ready to die as a Jew. So many stories. Because Makom lo yitzuyar, it's never possible. Shalo yieh b'chol dar v'dar, ezel b'nei aliyah. Certain people shall leim olam omeid, v'al yadam v'chulu. There are some people that stand out. How? Avozachuso shal yitzchak v'midaso. I'm sorry, line six. Shehi mesiras nafsho l'Hashem, koach zen nimsabi yisrael b'chol eis v'zman. So many stories even from the Shoah of Jews who were totally secular. Hitler didn't make any differences between how religious and observant one was. Even the most empty Jews. They were ready to be Moser Nefesh for Judaism and for, Jew, and for to be a Jew. As David HaMelech said, Ki Alecha Horagnu Kol Hayom in to heal him. And therefore, what does it mean in Rashi? Hashem doesn't need reminders because Afro Munach Mufanov, always. What does that mean? Because even though the other Midos of the Avos, maybe we're not always perfect in, and we don't always exactly model our behavior after them, and therefore maybe Hashem has to be reminded. He can't look at us, He's got to look at them. But when it comes to Mesiris Nefesh, so every generation, Rahman al-Islan, we're put to the test in every generation. But the Midah of Yitzchak Avinu, we are all successful in, Rahman al-Islan, and that one is Afra Munach Lafanav. Arayom when Jews are being killed on Kiddush Hashem. Just related to this is uh, the Ruach Chaim, the Ruach Chaim Yivalajan in Perkiyavos, where he talks about, you know, we have this Midah. Really, Yitzchak is the model for it. It started before him. Right? Avram was the first Jew to be Moser Nefesh. Right? We know Avram Avinu thrown into the Kivshon Aish. We've discussed in the past why that story is not recorded in the Torah. Such an amazing story. The first Jew to sacrifice himself, to be ready to sacrifice himself. It's, not, it's hinted to the end of Noach, beginning of Lech Lecha, but it's not there. So the Ruach Chaim there has a beautiful diuk. In Pirkei Avos, where it talks about that there were ten generations from Avram to Noach, the ten generations from Adam to Abraham, and in that Mishnah about the generations, it just says Avraham. But in the ten Nisyonos that it says Avram was tested, it calls him Avinu. Nisnasa Avram Avinu. The Mishnah is about the generations. That's right before this. It just says Avraham. But in this Mishnah, it says Asor Nisyonos Nisnasa Avram Avinu, because says Rav Chaim Ivelajin. The Avos, when they passed all of their tests, Maisa Avos Simon Labanim, they put it into their DNA that Jews in the future will also have that ability and also have that koach. So regarding the tests that they went through, they are Avinu. It's not just a person in history that got all the sky, the generations. No, they're Avinu. Kanamar Avram Avinu, Lelamar Minachan Avram Avinu. Kikama line four. Kama midoshat sadik tarach v'yagala sigam. Whenever a tzadik or an ancestor works hard on a midah and he puts it into his blood, it goes to the children. Kemoshinira b'chush. And he says, here's the line. Sherabim me'ame aretz ha'me'a yehudim. Moser ha'asam al-Kiddush Hashem. Where did that come from? It came from an Avraham. It came from a Yitzchak. Avinu. And he continues, why would somebody make Aliyah and throw everything away and not know what's going to be? Because Avram Avinu, listen to Lech Lecha. Listen to Lech Lecha. And that's why anybody would get up. And how could somebody ever have a test from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not question? It comes from the Akedah. It comes from 
uh, all of the Nisyonos that the Avos, specifically in the Mishnah, Avraham went through. So again, they put it into our DNA, and we have the ability, but Rabbi Yosef Nechemia says, the Yitzchak one that he's known for, that's the one that Rahman al we are we have to excel in throughout the generations. Okay, that's related to the last part of the Rashi, what the Zahira means. But now let's go to the first half of the Rashi. And that is, why are the Avos mentioned backwards? Right? It should be Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov. We never say Yaakov Yitzchak and Avraham. That's what the Pasuk says. Zacharit Yitzchak, Yaakov, Avraham Yitzchak, Avraham, Ezkar, Avraham, Ezkar. Why are the Avos out of order? Says Rashi. Let's read Rashi first. V'lama nimnu achoranis. Why backwards? Klomar. Kedayu Yaakov akatan lakach. It's the, the Torah is saying that even if you only had Yaakov, Hashem will do that. V'im eno kedai, and if he, that's not enough to save Am Yisrael, hara Yitzchak imo. V'im eno kedai, hara Avram imo. Shu kedai. So it keeps going backwards. If this isn't enough, I'll give you the schar of this, the schus of this one, the schus of this one, etc. Says Azayim Torah, another idea. Another, we might have mentioned this in the past, Bo mentioned it again. And he also talks about the three Amudim that the Avos stood for. Line three. Shagimel Avos HaOlam Heim Gimel HaAmudim Asher HaOlam Amed Aleihem As we mentioned earlier in the Shir. Torah Avodim Mil Chasadim Avram is Amudah Chesed The Pillar of Chesed Chesed Li Avraham Yitzchak Amudah Avodah Akedah He was going to give himself as a Karban Karbanos Connected to Avodah Connected to Tefillah Yaakov Amud HaTorah Titin Emes Li Yaakov Emes is Torah Yaakov Ishtam Yoshev Ohalim Okay V'af, says the Rav Zalman Saratskin, V'af, shakulam b'vada hechziku b'chol gimel ha'amudim. They all did all three. Avram learned Torah also. Yitzchok did some chesed. Right? Yaakov, you know, also did avoda. Aval kol echad ve'echad mehem bochar derech acheret. But each one excelled and emphasized one of these three. Why? Explains that Zion Torah because that they saw what their genera- generation, where they stood, and what they needed to hear, and how they would be inspired, and what they were up to. They didn't talk above their generation like in the clouds so nobody would get anything out of it. And they also didn't speak below that nobody would be inspired. They found exactly what the generation was up to and they brought them up a notch. That was the goblets of each of the Avos. So let's see. And that, by the way, is exactly a message for us. We always have to know what the people around us are up to and how we can inspire them and what tools we can use to inspire them. Avram, he says first. Avram Avinu, what kind of world was he living with? wild, total, atheist, not believing in anything, craziness. What was his job? What were they up to? He's going to give them a shear and yeah, shalom, he does. What are you talking about? He's going to give them a sh- uh, He's going to talk to them about anything deep? What could a person who's totally not connected to Hashem understand? They could understand chesed. They could understand being nice. Anybody can understand that. doesn't matter what you believe in. Everybody understands that. Of the Alilim, they're of the Avodah they believe in, 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 in idols, they believe in the sun and the moon. Avinu says, come, he invites them into his tent, he does chesed, and little by little, that chesed is going to lead to them looking upwards. But that's why Avram chose chesed, because that's what his generation was up to. That's what they needed. That was step one. Nata Eishel, Pasuach Larabim, Chinam in Kesef. Right, they came into his tent. How much do we owe you? Nothing, nothing. Come on, what do we owe you? No, you, you only owe me, you know, it didn't come from me. What do you mean, Dad? You gave it to us. No, it came from him. Who's the... So he, he reeled them in through the chesed. That's what they were up to. That was Avram Avinu. Even to the most thick generation, they would still get it. Right, backwards, through the back door. Good. Then Yitzchak comes along. So there's already groundwork done. 
Step one was already done. They already are a little bit connected through the chesed of Avraham. So what does Yitzchak do? Yitzchak goes to the next level. Yitzchak creates a direct connection to Hashem. Talk to Hashem. Talk to Him. Davin. Avoda. Serve Him. Connect to Him. Want to do His Ratzon. Achare Matzah Kfar Yitzchak Anashim. She Yaduas Hashem. And you know what? You've got to be Moser Nefesh. You've got to be ready to commit your life. You have to be ready to fit your life into what Hashem wants. Into what? That's what a monotheistic religion means. That's the next step. Avram reeled them in because Chesed was what they were up to. And he got them to believe a little bit. Yitzchak says, deepen that connection. And be ready to commit. And finally... Yaakov is given more. Yaakov's given this whole basis. And therefore he's able to try to talk to the people around him. Yaakov, line 25. Shai Lafan of Avram They're already in. They're already hooked. Now you can talk to them in Torah. Now you can talk to them in Torah. Hamadrega Hayoser Gavoa Hashem. That was Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Just parenthetically, the, some of the Mepharshim talk about what happened to all these people. Where'd they go? All we know about are the Shvatim. So it's interesting to think what, uh, what happened to them. Uh, but not for now. So Rav Azayim Latorah says, if this is true, so maybe now we could go back to our Pasuk. Avram, excelled in Chesed, that's what his generation needed. So they were, they were on the lowest level. So Chesed, and then Avoda, just the connection, and then Torah. So it says the Zayim Torah, maybe that's why it's backwards. Hashem says, in this Pasuk, which Pashas means, according to the Mepharshim, even though all these curses, all these curses, all these curses, Hashem says, but I'm, I'm not going to let you get decimated totally. As long as, as long as what? What does that mean? As long as you have that connection to Torah. What if you don't have? What, what if there's a generation that doesn't have that? So go down one level. Zacharias is basically Yitzchak. Yitzchak. He doesn't even, less than Torah. Right before Yaakov Avinu came along. You just have that connection to Hashem. Without following his lead. Without learning his Torah. Even if you just have that, that's good enough. And then finally, what if we're at a time when we don't even have that? We don't even have the Torah. We don't have the Avodah. So go all the way back to what Avram Avinu had to do in his generation. Even if we just have the Chesed. Even if we just have that understanding that that is what we need, for sure, avoda. Okay, but even if line forty, then also af Avraham Eskar. I will also, I will also uh, remember that. But the vart doesn't end yet. If you turn over the page, he quotes in the next Pasik that Rishmuel David Vulcan added to him, keep reading the Pasik. The Haaretz Ezkar. Not only if a Jew doesn't have Torah and he only has Avoda. Doesn't have Avoda, he only has Chesed. What if he doesn't even have that and all he has is his connection to Eretz Yisrael? The Haaretz Ezkar. So even that that itself is a schus that a Jew could have. Obviously, by itself, it's very empty if you're lacking. But it's something. It's something. You could have somebody totally secular, but if they have that connection to, to Eretz Yisrael, deep down, there's something there. Line 9. <speaking in Hebrew> And you love the earth, vim surat nafshale, and you're most nefesh. Yiskar Hashem Latova Gamas Mesirasam La Eretz Haavos the Haaretz Eskar. Right, Vaaretz Eskar in the back. Obviously, we try to have all of the Zuchuyos, but if that's the last one that we have, the Haaretz Eskar. Okay. Let's move on away from this uh Pasik for now. And we will go to one more thought on the parsha, and then hopefully one thought on uh, related to Yom Yerushalayim. Says the pasuk earlier, earlier in the in the middle of the Tochacha. 
One of the curses is v'tam larik kochachem. It's the phrase perachavav pasachav. What does that mean? V'tam larik kochachem. So think about your strength will be for emptiness. V'tam larik kochachem. So Rashi tells us v'tam larik kochachem. Hare adam shelo amav lo charash shelo zarav lo nichesh. Let's see if a person didn't work hard. He didn't plow, he didn't plant, he didn't prune, he didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden his field is flooded. He's not so bothered by it. If he didn't work hard in his field, so then if it's flooded, it's not so painful. He didn't really lose much. Somebody went through all the, all the Sidur de Pas, went through all of the Moachas in the field. And he's about to harvest, and then it gets ruined. Harishin of Shazakeos' teeth fall out, figuratively, meaning it's terrible. That's this curse. We're going to work hard, and then we're going to lose the results. Vitam Larik. Larik for emptiness, kochachem, all of your strength. You're going to give all your strength into things, and then it's just going to go for naught. It's going to go down the drain. That's the curse. That's Rashi. Says Reb Avram Shor and Dalekach Valibuf. Maybe there's a specific idea that the Pasuk is alluding to. That the Pasuk is alluding to. And that's, we'll start, he says, with the Mishnah Bura. Should be a more well-known Mishnah Bura. We'll try to make it well-known right now. Maybe it is well-known to some. But it's a Mishnah Bura in the middle of uh, the first Chalek. Says the Mishnah Bura. Source number 10 at the beginning. Tamid tiyat tfilas ha'av v'ha'im shkura b'fihem lehispalal abinehem. Parents should always be davening for their children. Tamid sheyu lom de Torah v'tzadikim ubali midas tovos. Just in case we ever needed some chizik, we should put this. This is a refrigerator mishnabura. We spoke about other thoughts that should be on the refrigerator. This is one of them. Right? We, the parents have to be constantly davening for their children. Lom de Torah, tzaddik and balimidus, v'yechavin ma'od, and when specifically in davening should we have special kavana? V'yechavin ma'od v'birchas avaraba, u'b'birchas ha-Torah, b'sha'asha omrim, what do we say? V'niyanachnu, v'tzetzo'enu, us, our children, our descendants, and also... Towards the end of the avening, we say, Hashem, please don't make it that we work hard for emptiness. And we don't give birth for confusion and nothingness. That's what the Mishnah Bura says. We should have kavana specifically, always. But in that phrase, in Uvalitzion, and says Rabbi Avram Shor, if you look at his lashon, what does he say? Hamishabura kasav lashon tamid zechiv tmidi alahorim lispalav neimu brosayim. And Rav Ravolvi writes about this often that parents have two responsibilities: fifty percent is to bring up their children as best as they can to be mechanichem, and the other fifty percent is to daven for them and to daven that they properly be avde Hashem haadam tzarek lisbonein. A person has to think. Line eleven. Children, they're not mine. Hashem was uh, was uh, was mezake. Baruch Hashem, He gave me this chus to be a father. What is that? Is that anything godless about me? About my wife? Hashem gives us a matana. Hashem gives us a pikadon. There's nothing like it. We spoke about all of the pikdonos, the physical gashmi pikdonos earlier. But a child, there's nothing like it. We are entrusted. We are entrusted with pikdonos. What's a pikdonos? We're a watchman. We're a shomer. We're a shomer. Our job as parents is to give back the pikdon after 120 as, as pure and as clean and as pristine. As as we got it, it's a constant chiyuv. Bottom of the column, we can't have hasachadas. And the Mishnah Bura says, in Iker, part of this avodis tefila. So suggests Rabbi Avram Shur, maybe that's part of this 
Pasik. Vitam Larik Kochachem. What's the line we have to think about our kids? Laman Loniga Larik. Same word. Loneda the Behala. The curses that our children are going to be taken away from us. Our children are not going to, are not going to be there. What we have to do in a positive sense is to daven for them, to give them the proper chinuch, the most that we could do. And in that way, be able to hopefully be zochet to the bracha. Shachas v'shalom, line 9, yachol leilech l'arik, hakochi v'reishis shalom, chalkochach adam yageh, everything he sweats and puts in. L'malo nigal l'arik. Hashem, please let it go for, for positive. There's a piece that I didn't give you, but then he continues on line, the second part of source 11. He says, we don't even, can't even fathom. We can't even fathom the power of a mother's cry, the mother's tears for her children. And it's not just, right, the minute of Klai Yisrael is for the women to daven, for their children. Beautiful tefillah, davening for the children. That's wonderful and amazing. But it doesn't only mean, he says, only daven once a week. I don't have to my kids now. Okay, this week, yeah, Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan, there's a minhag of Klai Yisrael, you'll see 50 places, you're going to get 50 emails about it, they say the tefillah of the Shlach Kadosh, about the kids, that's wonderful, it's great. But it could be done every day. It could be thought about. But it, it, it find a, por, a part in Shmon Esrei. Find a part. Ve'na kavana rak b'shaz ha'lakaz ne'eriz. Rak tamid. Isha yishtav l'shevizim sefer tehillim. Latzlachaz yiladim, l'rabos banel, b'nosea gedolim, even if they're already married. It doesn't mean when somebody's 30, 40, 50 years old, the parent has to stop davening every day. They could daven. And he quotes, in b'chukosai telechu, right, the, the Rashi Tevis is avos, because the way to follow is to follow the parents. But either way, he says, maybe that's also included in l'man lo nigalarik, we have to dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the most that we can in order to be able to be Zohar, to have the children follow in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways. Just related to this, related to this, just came up in uh, Navi Shir, those who listen to the Navi Shir, also on the OU website, we're the, towards the end of Sefer Shmuel Aleph. And there's a thought that I saw this week, but it re- relates exactly to this, to this idea. We know that the story in the fourth to last parak in Sefer Shmuel Aleph, one of the most uh, exciting svarim in all of Tanakh, is the story of Shaul and the witch of Endor. Shmuel Hanavi has already died. Shaul doesn't know what's going to happen. He sees the plishtim. He's about to go fight. He asks the Urim Batumim. He asks the Nevi'im. Nothing. Nothing. He doesn't know what's going on. Shaul's like, I have to get. A, I have to speak to God. I have to ask somebody what's going to be with this war. So what does he do? He goes to... A witch. He killed out all the witches. But he finds a witch, the witch of Endor. And he says to the witch, please bring Shmuel up for me. Bring Shmuel and Abi up for me from the dead. I need to talk to him. And the Pasuk says that the woman brought him up, him up from the dead. See in the bold print now in Source 13. Turning over the page. I see Elohim, which is a plural law shown. And she was very scared. She recognized it was it was Shmuel. How'd she know? And how'd she know that uh, he was Shaul? Not for now. Feel free to listen to the shear. But the Gemara Chagiga tells us. Rashi quotes it there. The Gemara Chagiga tells us what's the plural? Shmuel Hanavi is being called back. He feels this this uh, pull, and he's nervous. He's nervous. Maybe I did. Maybe I'm getting judged again. Maybe I'm. He doesn't know. So the Gemara tells us Chagiga Dabdalid. He sees Moshe Rabbeinu and Shemaim. He says, Moshe, come with me, please. Come with me. What do you mean, come with me? Shmuel's like, I don't know. I did everything that you told me to do. I fulfilled everything in the Torah. So I just need you to come with me. That's the Gemara. Again, it's not Gaiva. It's that, it's the Olama Emes. So that's the story. He schleps Moshe Rabbeinu with him back. And that's why it says plural that this, the, the witch saw two, two figures. Ezra Yisrael Salanter. Right here, quoted in the Kamosi Shalorav. After Meva Esrim, we all have to stand in judgment. So what's going on here? Shmuel's nervous that he's going to have to stand in judgment? He already stood in judgment. Right? A few months earlier. So what's he nervous about? That's the Kasha of Yisrael Salanter. Mufersemes, line 3. Kushas of Yisrael Salanter. Halo miyan kasher niftar adem in ha'olam. Molichen oso lebezen shel ma'la. Lasez din v'chezmen. We're going to all stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. After Meva Esrim. So Shmuel already did that. So what was being added here? He was nervous he was going to have to be judged. 
explains Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, yes, we are judged. We are judged after 120, but you know what? We're judged after 122. Because we're judged by the success of our children. We're judged, if we put into them properly, so then we get tzchuyos. We get tzchuyos. And you can say children, you can say students. And Rahman al-Islam, if we didn't do the best that we could, obviously if parents sometimes do the best that they can, and then there's other factors. But as long as a parent does as much as they can. So Shmuel, we know that the Navi tells us, Shmuel's children didn't follow perfectly after him. Yoel and Aviyah. They didn't follow perfectly after him. He didn't pass the mantle. So maybe, says if he saw Salanta, that's what Shmuel was nervous about. He, ulti- he wasn't being judged here. It was all a fake. He didn't know. But, says of Israel, that's what we daven for. It says of Israel, that's what he was, uh, that's what Shmuel was nervous about. The children have an effect on the parents. And he just ends off saying, Revalio Lapian, says maybe that's what we say in Ashkivenu, another pshat. Vahasar Satan Milfanenu, Umeacharenu. Remove the Satan before us and after us. What does that mean? Milfanenu. When we're judged for our own actions. Umeacharenu. And we're judged for after. After Mev Esrim. When we're judged for all the effects of our actions on our children, on all those around us. Please help it be positive. So either way, every parent has an achrayas. We learn from the Mishnah Brura. We learn from the Tamla Rikochachem to do whatever they can to help educate their child. Directly and also in the in the realm of tefillah, in the realm of tefillah. Okay, one final thought relating to Yom Yerushalayim, Baruch Hashem. We all have this chus, living in our generation, to walk the streets of Yerushalayim and to uh, breathe in the air of Yerushalayim, and uh, we have to recognize the uh, unique gift that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us. So just one thought related to Yerushalayim. We might have mentioned this in past Yerim, but We'll say it again. There is a rule. There's a rule in Hilchus Tefillah that the last bra- the line before the end of the bracha always has to be a sum up of the theme of the bracha. And that's why it's always very similar. Ki goel chazak ata, baruch Hashem, goel Yisrael. Ki keel melech rofei ata, baruch Hashem, rofei cholei Yisrael. Right? Every penultimate line of the bracha is very similar to the last line of the bracha. That works for all. It all works. There's only one. There's one that doesn't fit. And that bothered the Bach. And that bothered, he quotes, he asked, in source number 14, Rabbi Shabtai Sagi Nahor. Sagi Nahor, blind. I asked Rabbi Shabtai. There's one that doesn't work. Ircha. The minhag of Chai Yisrael in most places is to say, L'Rishlaim Erechav Rechavim Tashuv, L'Shkom Zachashim Ba'at, L'Nei Yisrael Bekar B'Yameinu B'Nyan Olam, V'chisei David Meheira L'Socha Tachin. Baruch Atah Hashem, B'Nei Yerushalayim. The last line of the bracha about B'Nyan Yerushalayim talks about Malchus based David. That's a different bracha. Et Semach David Avdacha. That's a different bracha. So why do we have the second to last line of the bracha is uvaneosa? But the David What is that doing at the end of, brach, of the bracha about Yerushalayim? That's the question of the Bach. So his answer is that maybe we're misunderstanding a certain idea. Let me quote to you though. First, one, I didn't give it to you because just write it in the notes. Gemara Baba Kama Dasadi Zayin. The Gemara tells us there. What is the coin of Yerushalayim? The Gemara there says, Ezehu matbeasha Yerushalayim. What is the coin of Yerushalayim? What does Yerushalayim, the coin of Yerushalayim look like? Is it a figurative coin, a literal coin? Let's say figurative. What does the coin of Yerushalayim look like? Says the Gemara. David ushlomo mitzad echad, the Yerushalayim irakodesh mitzad acher. David and Shlomo are on one side of the coin. Yerushalayim irakodesh is on the other side of the coin. What does that Gemara mean? So he doesn't quote it. But the Bach says, in Source 14, Malchus Beis David and Binyan Yerushalayim is one theme. Yes, there's a separate theme of Malchus Beis David and we have a separate bracha, Esamach David Avdecha. But when we talk about Yerushalayim, that cannot be extricated from Malchus Beis David. Because 
when we daven for Yerushalayim, it would be lacking if we don't have, if it's not also Ir David. If it's just Ir HaKodesh, but it's not Ir David, we're still missing. Baruch Hashem, we have the schus today to be in Ir HaKodesh, but we don't have the schus to be in Ir David yet. We don't have the schus to have Malchus based David. That we're still davening for and davening for. Line 13. So yes, we daven, we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all the gifts that He has given us and the allowances, but we know there's a lot more that we need. It's all one theme. Yerushalayim is Malchus based David. They're the two sides of the same coin. Literally, that's what the Gemara says. And therefore, when we have a day of the year that we could focus on Yerushalayim and um, realize the gift that we have, we also have to use it as a day of, that's the day that it started, but we daven for the climax, we daven for the finish, we daven that all Am Yisrael could be in the same country and we claim the same parsha. Every week, whatever Jews are, they're all in Eretz Yisrael. We should all be zochet to be in the city. Okay, we'll stop here.